Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. This weekend, I want to deviate or change the way I have always preached the Scripture readings for this weekend. What I want to do this weekend is look at the signs of the times, especially as they have happened over the past week or so. Looking at the Pope and what all he has done in our country and the things that he's said and done, and look at it at both a national level and a local level. Well, it's a great thing for our Pope to come to the United States. And what's so fascinating is how much enthusiasm he has generated in our country, amongst our Catholic people. Now, one of the things that you may have seen, and hopefully you've seen the Pope, whether it was in Philadelphia or the United Nations in New York or Washington, D.C., the Pope said a lot of great things. Now, one of the things that he addressed, and I don't know if you know about it, but he essentially addressed the Synod of the family that was going on amongst our bishops in Washington, D.C. And in that synod, what he did is he addressed essentially the scripture readings for this weekend. In the first reading from the book of Genesis, as well as the Gospel of Mark, he talked about the importance of the family. And he said the family was the crucible for the success or even the failure of a culture, a society, or even a nation. And he said it was the family and the structure of the family that was aligned with the church that was the best way to communicate values and faith to their children in subsequent generations. And a strong family would be able to do just that. And a family that was successful in communicating faith and values to their children and their children's children would be able to contribute to the success of a culture or society. And so the Pope earnestly encouraged us to continue to support families, Catholic families, so that they could continue to support and contribute to the success of our country. Now, as he continued on, what he did is he essentially touched on the churches or the Catholic Church's view or teachings of marriage, in which he self-proclaimed that we as Catholics believe Marriage is strictly between a male and a female. And it is the husband and the wife that are the best leaders of the family. And they are the one that best cultivate and nurture an environment in which love and communication and morals and faith grow amongst the members of that family. Again, in order for that family to be strong and successful, and to contribute to the success of the culture and the society. And so it was important for the Pope to continue to stress, we as Catholics must always believe in that a marriage exists only between a man and a woman. Now, the other thing that he pointed out was, because we essentially hold to this with the sanctity of, of greatness, we are attacked. We are considered bigots and homophobics and racists because of that. 
And he argued that is not what we are, not at all, because we as a Catholic Church at the same time hold to the highest degree the dignity and the respect of all people. In fact, he, the Pope, considered us, the Catholic Church, the leaders of respect life amongst all the other religions of this entire world. We as a Catholic Church strive, fight to protect and maintain the highest respect and dignity of all people, regardless of race, creed, color, ethnic background, or even socioeconomic background. That we as a Catholic Church truly respect life and hold it to the highest dignity. And if that truly was the case, then it falls compatible with our belief in the teachings of marriage between man and woman. And so we are not bigots. We are not racist or homophobiacs. This is what we truly believe in. Now, it was interesting. He brought up the major faiths of this world. And he said the major faiths of this world support our belief of marriage. You know, the faith of Islam, Judaism, even major Christian faiths, Protestants, continue to hold the same stance that we do, that marriage is strictly between a man and a woman. But he also noted that it's only the Catholic Church that is attacked. But at the same time, this has been for all of history. The Catholic Church has been always attacked, always been an example of ridicule. But nonetheless, the Pope has said, what we must do is hold together. We must stand together in unity. And it is because we stand together that we are strong. And we must continue to uphold the teachings of our church. After all, these are the teachings of Jesus Christ, as proclaimed in the gospel for this weekend, and the teachings of God, as proclaimed in the first reading, from the very beginning of this universe, when God created everything, including the universe itself and all of humanity. That's why it says in the first reading from Genesis, when God created man, there was no suitable partner for man, including the animals. Therefore, he created the super partner for man, which was Eve. And therefore, God addressed marriage between man and woman. And so it was meant to be from the very beginning of time itself. And that's what the Pope indicated. And other major religions of this world also upheld. Now, with that in mind, the Pope did a great way of using that to segue into the great teaching that we hold on the respect of life. The Pope noted that we as a Catholic Church, we are the leaders in the entire world to promote the respect of all life. That each and every day of our life, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in action, regardless of what it is, we must always promote the respect of life, the respect of dignity of all life from conception to natural death. And so we are doing just that here at a local level. What we are doing is we're collecting funds as well as diapers and clothing and bottles and formula for a local place that helps women who have unplanned pregnancies, who have chosen life. Well, we now collect things to help them in their pregnancy. And as they choose life for their children, we now try and assist them to bring that life up according to the teachings of God. More to it, the Pope said that we must pray, that we must turn this culture of death here in the United States into a culture of life. 
So every first weekend now, at both of our parishes, we are praying the rosary at all the masses. And that rosary is dedicated for the respect of all life. And see, what we are doing is we are taking the Pope's leadership, but we are bringing it down to our local level so that we can act upon it according to the needs of our local community. And that's what we are truly doing. Now, in his address, the Pope alluded to, but did not necessarily address, what's going on in Planned Parenthood, in which this is an organization that is not only destroying life, committing genocide, but selling the body parts of the children that they destroy. Now, I don't know about you, but I never thought in my lifetime something as monstrous and horrific could be done. But it is in our life, in our culture, in our country. And so we pray, first and foremost, that something like this is going to stop, that people will rise up and end this genocide. And so we are doing exactly what the Pope is doing, but we're doing it at a local level. Now, what's next? Well, the Pope, when he was in New York, as well as in Washington, D.C., he told that we, as a Catholic Church, must never stop growing in our faith formation, that it's lifelong. Well, again, we, at a local level, at our parishes, we responded to this challenge. And we now are introducing what we call Children's Liturgy of the Word. And every Sunday now, we are going to call our young children from the years of three-year-old to eight-years-old to come forward at the very beginning of Mass. We're going to send them off with a blessing, and then they're going to go off to a specific room with a few teachers, and they're going to listen to the Scripture readings, the same readings that we listen to at Mass. But they're going to listen to it at their level, the level of a three, four, five, six, seven-year-old's level. And they're going to begin to understand that. Why is that important? Well, ironically enough, last week we celebrated the Feast of St. Jerome. And St. Jerome said, The ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. If we don't know the sacred scriptures or the Bible, we don't know who Jesus Christ truly is. And St. Jerome is a great person of that. St. Jerome in the 4th century translated the Bible from Greek into Latin. Now you say, well, well, what's the big deal? Well, it was huge. The Bible was written in Greek. Very few people knew Greek in his day and age. But St. Jerome lived in the Roman Empire. The common language was Latin. Therefore, by translating the Bible into Greek to Latin, now the whole world could read the Bible. And that's what they did. And they came to know who Jesus was. Well, we believe that at a very early age, our young ones need to learn the Bible. And in doing so, they'll come to know who Jesus is. But it doesn't stop there. Our Bible study begins again. In fact, it began last week. Our Bible study actually began last year. Last year, we studied Mark's gospel. And we had maybe 35, 36, 37 people sign up for it. This year, we're studying 1 Corinthians. And 72 people so far have signed up for it. Our numbers have doubled. Why? Because people realize that ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. And faith is a lifelong faith formation. Therefore, we must we continue to grow in our faith life. And this is so important. See, we offer many opportunities in both of our parishes to grow in faith formation, to grow in the knowledge of our faith. 
Because the more we grow in the knowledge of our faith, the more our faith will become stronger and we'll be more confident, not just to believe in it, but to live it out each and every day of our life. See, these are just a few examples in which we are looking at something that is going on in the national level with the bishops and the Pope and the Synod in Washington, D.C., but we're carrying out what they are saying at a local level, at the level of our own parishes, meeting the needs of our own faith communities. And see, that's the beauty and the wonder of our church, that we are able to carry out what exactly the Pope, the leader of our church, wants us to do. But we do it at our own local level to respond to the local needs of our parishes and our people. And that's what makes our Catholic Church great. And so, it's important for us to seize the opportunities of our parishes, whether it's faith formation, whether it's prayer, scripture, whatever it is, seize that opportunity. Because in doing so, our faith will grow. And then we're going to live it out each and every day of our life in a better and better way. And then that's all that Christ ever wants from us. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.